0: So for me this is literally my third second it's my second attempt in business the first one failed because i was going after something that i don't love
1: Welcome to episode 8 of season 2. My name is Dumelo Beyani and on the show today we have Nomsha Bidi. Nomsha is the founder of BND Cosmetics, a radiographer and soon to be 4th year LLB student at UKZN. We had a chat about her profession and why further education development is significant and about her entrepreneurial ventures. Enjoy the show. Uh, today on the show, we have a very wonderful guest. Uh, her name is Unomse uh, BD, Bidi from a Stax Is yes. that correct?
0: Okay. Yes! how
1: <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy and delighted to be here.
1: I'm glad. I mean, well, I always give an extra pops to... to to guess who spontaneously agreed to it, even though I sometimes give short notice because of how things are on my side. So I appreciate that.
0: You're welcome. Cool. So
1: yeah, um, as a little icebreaker on this show, I always try and find out how my guests are doing emotionally and just on a personal note before we get into the details of what they do for a living. So how have you been for the last year, year and a half?
0: Uh well the last two years now we can say it's it's been rough. I mean, COVID, taking it into account COVID and you know, and and just life in general, you know, work and school and and small business vibes, but I mean we've we've sold it on and we're grateful that we're here. Um, you know, so yeah, that's just how it's been.
1: Yeah. And I mean, um, something that I I I was like asking myself is that um uh, for someone who um who's a radiographer, I wanted to find out if currently I like or during this pandemic, how did that affect your work, so to say, and if because you're not uh, working at the intensive stations, if maybe it was a little less, but just on a practical level, how was it being um, a med- like someone who works in medicine? Uh,
0: I don't want to lie to you. It, it has been very, very demanding and challenging because COVID has, ha- has not only, you know, arrived, it, it also came with a lot of challenges because we had to now literally evolve um, in terms of trying to image people and using new strategies. Mm. Um, but it's, it's been tough because I mean, it was coming as a bang and it was kind of like bringing an influx of patients. Now we, we were forced, you know, to go up to the wards and go and image these patients that of course they can't come to our department because of, um, chances of, um, spreading the virus. Mm. Um so it's been it's been very demanding. Um I don't wanna lie. But then I'm 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 good to say it's we've settled now because we've gotten used to it. We've gotten used to it. So it does not even scare us anymore. We go there as soldiers and we because prior we were so scared. Yeah. but now we are we, we, we we're used to it now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because the reason I'm asking this is that Last year there was a certain level of appreciation of all health workers while uh, COVID was still new. Like we 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 showed our appreciation on social media here and there, and and it's kind of like all forgotten. It's people are acting, or we as people are acting like this year, you'll just have your your normal work back and that it's not a threat still. And not many people have people who who see COVID on a on a very on a daily basis and how it looks like when someone has COVID. So that's why I really wanted to find out how how you've been dealing with it. And I'm happy to find out that um, there's been some progress and a little bit of maybe uh, strength in facing it as another illness and not as something that is big as it is for real. So yeah, speaking about um, radiography, I wanted uh, you to take me back to, to, to the days of uh, being at CUT in free state as to how was um, your, your studying career, so to say, and also um, those years, if you faced any challenges where you felt like maybe this is not it, maybe I need to do something else, maybe I should drop out. Did you have those challenges during, during your studies?
0: Honestly, I would say yes, and I would say no. I'd say yes and I'd say no, um because I did have moments where I felt this was like a great career because I think um having to have studied something in the health profession, of course it it does have a great deal and the satisfaction that, okay, you are going to be helping people that I need. And because of our economy, of course, in South Africa, you are going to be guaranteed a job. Yeah. So that is that is the yes point to say, I was I was I was definite in saying um, I am in the right career. But then, of course, because I feel that each and every career has its pros and cons, you know, like we all have our pros and cons in each and every career. But sometimes one pro one car and it it supersedes the other so the no part would have been you know having to be in hospital like most of your life and really really put your social life at the back seat so that was like okay are you willing to um live your entire life like that because knowing myself I'm not someone who's really uh or I can say I'm someone who loves who loves life. Like I would like to experience more yeah. um of what life should bring, you know. But then um tertiary was was awesome. Um because I think for for each and every one of us who leave our homes and go to tertiary, the number one thing that it teaches you is is independence. Please. And with me and radiography and everyone who knows how radiography is, the moment you're in first year, um, you placed in what's called I think I, well then it was called um, what was it called again? But it was a placement learning that you were placed in mm. um, as a student, so that you're able to um, to to practice the profession. So now that trained me to be independent and to also try and you know navigate how to study and how to work at the same time because now I had to balance the two. So tertiary life basically was, was, was awesome. I really, I really gained a lot. I really gained a lot. Yeah.
1: And and I mean, um, one might think, okay, this, this is someone who's only just been all books, no fun. And I, 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 I think I don't believe that the whole time when we were at university, all you did was studying. I think a social life of some sort you still had. And um, um, as someone who's not originally from Free State, how was it for you to be completely in a different, um, in a different province and a city that is not known? Like you know, there's your there's your hubs of fun, which is your job, your Cape Towns, your Durban. To be in a city that's completely slightly on the side, but still has a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything. How was it there?
0: I don't want to lie having to have lived most of my life um, in Johannesburg Mm because I did live in Johannesburg for some time um, and just gauging between free state and also Stagspread because I also now studied um, in StackSprate. while I studied in Lady Grey, that's Mm -hmm. where I matriculated. But then it was a bit different because in StackSprate and Lady Grey, we are mostly Kossas, and we do have Sutu people, mm. but majority people are Kossas-speaking people. So now you go into Free State, and guess is Sutu like everywhere you go. Literally, I'm like, oh, okay, now girl, you need to balance. You know, your <laughs> <laughs> your Sutu your Sutuness has to come out because fortunately, my mom is Sutu, mm. and my dad is Kossa. So. I did have a bit of a suti background, so I did understand the language. But now the shock to me was like, you need to now speak suti most of the time. Yeah. Because everywhere you go, you turn around this corner, this person is talking Sutu. you're in the cafeteria, the lady who's helping you is talking Sutu. you're at Limosa Mall, the lady in Pick and Pay, where you're doing your groceries, is speaking Sutu, sir. <laughs> yeah you had to navigate and I, I had to balance that but overall that also was a lovely experience because it it made my sister to be be more um be more fluent mm. oh, yeah man.
1: and and now speaking about maybe let's say your time in sex and also studying in, in Lady Grey I wanted to also find out that um young uh, no let's say around the ages of like uh thirteen to eighteen, what were your like dreams and aspirations or did you know from the work go that radiography is my thing this is the path I'll follow or did you have other career choices that you thought would be you but as a uh, purpose and time went on you you went a different path
0: so i i have all i I wanted to be or let me say I wanted a career that was involved in healthcare Mm -hmm. as a child. That's what I was like. I want to be something involved in healthcare, of course, but I I think there was a moment where I said, I want to be a doctor. I mean, like, (laughs) like most of us, we always start there. So, Radiography was never, ever, even a part of my thinking because number one, I never even knew what it was like at that at that age. It's some mm. it's a career that was never really publicized, you know, for everyone to know. It was yeah. more at the back seat. So um, I then arrived in matric, and in matric now I'm faced with there's so many healthcare professions because now I'm saying I want to be in healthcare, but what is it that you want to be in healthcare? Now that's my mom asking. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know. So, I mean, I had options. I had pharmacy, doctor, whatever. But then I chose radiography. And also something else that I chose because I was a very well-spoken person. Like I loved, I loved, I loved situations where I could talk. I also chose corporate communications Hmm. and I was accepted for that at the University of Pretoria. And I was accepted for radiography in, in central university of technology in free state. And then I had to juggle now between where do I go? Do I go via the corporate communications route uh, something also that I really did not have full, full, full information on about? Yeah. Or do I go and study radiography? And of course, again, the question came. If you choose corporate communications, back then, I mean, um, our parents had, 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 had were, like I would say, they were involved in, in us making decisions on what to study. Because they would yeah. ask, well, my mom would ask me, okay, cool. Now you've got these two things. You're saying you want to do corporate communications. Are you going to get a job after it? So now I had to weigh that. So that question kind of like influenced me to now study radiography because there I was definite that I'm going to get a job.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the reason I asked this question is because um, I think now information is a little bit more accessible than before or than when we were still in high school, but it's still, it doesn't reach everyone, especially in our country where the internet and electricity and all those things are still a problem in certain parts of the country where um, someone might be hearing on this podcast for the first time about radiography and how much um, the information in front of you influences who you become because had you known earlier, you would have probably also already maybe tried to do some shadow work here and there because you would have already known, but we get to decide closer towards our our end of our our metric with what we're going to do for the rest of our our lives and that is sometimes tricky for for certain people because luckily on your your case you were able to see it through and it was something that you enjoyed as well, but for some people it becomes a matter of, oh, I jumped into this and in the middle of it I'm like hmm it's not as good as it sounded on paper. And um, I mean, uh, with, that, with that being said, there's a big leap that you also recently made. By recently, it's about two years ago when you then still decided to pick another career path once more and uh, started uh, studying uh, LLB at UKZN part-time. Are you still pushing it? And what bring, brought about the change?
0: Okay, so um, yes, to answer a question, yes, I am uh pushing it still part time, and I'm currently going over to fourth year next year so um what 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 made the shift from now radiography to law first of all, um, I must emphasize the point that law law is very broad. And um, everywhere you go, each and every profession, there is, there is legal, um, legal, there's a legal duty in, in every profession, you know, to society. Mm. And so to answer the question on why I chose that, I'm going to link it to the journey that I've had with radiography. So I studied radiography, and then I do community service. After community service, I then get a job and I work as a radiographer now. Okay, fine. I'm qualified. And then at the age of 25, something godly happens. I get promoted and I become a chief radiographer in my department. And that is kind of like, I think it's the second last level until you are an assistant director in radiography. That's now in the public sector. And then I asked my, ask myself a question. Girl, you're 25 and you are in this position. Um, you're nearly hitting the ceiling. Is it, are you okay with, 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 with being here? Because now if you can't go any further, um, then what? Then I came to myself and said, no, 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 no. This is a sign that there is more that you need to do. And I've always, always believed that if you're a young person in your 20s and you are enthusiastic about just life in general, sometimes we need to strive and have different qualifications because they might assist us in the future because you never know when an opportunity comes and say, we need someone who's got an LB, this, this, this. And if I have it, I'll be able now to go there and knock on that door. But if I only have radiography, I will not because radiography will only be the sector that I will only be allowed to practice in. So Doing LOB for me was 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 a, a career um transition, you know, from my radiography to another career so that I'm able to maybe, maybe link it. Because yeah. I mean, as I said, there is medical law, you know, the doctors they they have to do things right, because if they don't do things right there are legal repercussions that they can involve themselves. And not only doctors, but each and every uh, medical um, uh, profession, including ourselves as radiographers. If you don't perform your job at a certain level and you do things negligently, the law might take its course. And for me, I felt that was a very, very interesting um, interesting part. So hence, I, I did the transition yeah and i mean you you link it quite
1: good right now and um it it paints a a better picture because for one um law has always been um presented as if someone has to go stand in court and only like represent others but now when you're putting it as like yo there's there's laws in every single field that we work in and understanding them better or understanding laws in general better might help you in your field so it's not you saying I'm I'm quitting what I'm doing now because I'm tired and I felt it was wrong I want to go do something else it's just like no I'm kind of like uh, the whole thing where, like you're developing yourself to be I'm a better radiographer who understands the laws as well you know where where I feel it's also like uh, an opportunity and a privilege for you to to enhance yourself and to, to, to be able to open new doors for yourself. And uh, speaking about new doors, this one came from nowhere, but also made sense when, uh, when you established B and D cosmetics, which is your, your company, which I might call small now, but it's making really big moves. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm really proud to see how multifaceted you are as a person and not sticking only to your lane, which everyone promotes and, Knowing that I can be good in everything if I put effort in it. So, can you tell me exactly when did you started and the, the 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 thought process behind it?
0: Okay, I think what I'm going to say now it's a cliche because everyone, you know, wherever you go, will say I did this because I mean there was lock there was lockdown and what not and what not.
1: This podcast, but- for instance.
0: Yeah, that's how we
1: start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: is it? Yeah. So for me, this is literally my third, second. It's my second attempt in business. The first one failed because I was going after something that I don't love, Mm. and this one now is is something that I am passionate about on 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 a side as just on a personal level. I'm someone who really loves things that deal with beauty, makeup. And all those things, I, I just loved them generally as, as a person. So um, it was me kind of like saying, oh, man, you love these things. Just just try something on the side with them. Um, sell makeup, sell makeup tools that you personally as a non will use. Yeah. And yeah. that I was like, okay, cool. So I, I then developed... The name around me because B and D is literally my name, my initials just mixed up, so it's normally B D, but B and D, but it's just trying to make it, you know, a bit sound friendly. But mm. then I then developed the business according to my passion as a side hassle, doing it for fun, because even I was looking at the other day, I'm like, actually, I'm not even doing this thing for 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 profit. I'm doing it because I love it, and someone was like, "Uh, "When you do something you love, then the money, the money comes." Then I was like, "Oh, okay, (laughs) probably (laughs) then." Still
1: waiting. (laughs) Probably
0: (laughs) (laughs) Probably the money will come whenever, but at the meantime, I'm doing it because I love it. So that was basically how it formed and. I thought about it in, in 2020, of course, when there was lockdown and I was like, no, man, just, just do it. You, you won't, there's nothing that's going to happen to you when you try something, mm. even if it fails, like the first one, it's fine. You'll move on and you'll see, you know, so basically that's, that's how it, it, it originated. And, um, I'm, I'm glad that I did start it because it's it keeps my stresses away because I enjoy doing it a lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and uh, with regards to it, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about um, in terms of distributing or like uh, delivering the products and what you're selling and how branding and what is your, like as in, in terms of your social media marketing, how has that been where, where you, you probably like, you're a business that exists online, so to say. Like, I, I don't think you do many physical sales where you have to go to people and go convince them to buy. Maybe you might do some personal deliveries to people nearby, but how has that whole um, journey of trusting that the internet is how you're going to get this done? And, and uh, that's, that's the mode of how your, your, your entire business works. How has that been? And you know, tell us a little bit about that.
0: Um, well, having it online, it, it, it was a bit of a, it, it's something that I had to now try and, 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 and make it seem to people actually just to, to promote it in a sense that first of all, these products are quality. Secondly, I am using the products. And thirdly, the products do get to the people because I mean, you don't want to be, uh buying from an online person on Instagram that you don't even know and mm. and yet you are scammed. Cause that's 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 what happens in other in other I mean accounts or whatever. People scam people because people really they they're after the money. True. But for me it was just trying to make sure that this is kind of like quality things that I'm selling and they are reaching to the people. There's no satisfaction that I get by going to Aramex and literally delivering and making sure that my, my client has received their, their parcel. Yeah. So, um, online, it's been good um, because I also parted with a few influencers that have really helped me from zero followers to where I am. Even though it's not it's not a lot of followers for now, but then they've, they've helped me because they've made other people aware that, ah, oh, these products, we can work with them. It's things that we can work with, you know. Yeah, Yeah. so it's been good for now.
1: Like, as much as it's a side hustle and you have two other things that are major in your career, I really, like, um, hope that it becomes as successful that it needs attention or you need to get an extra person to run it for you. Like, I, I only speak positive things onto it and hope that In the near future not too far we'll see become profitable from from starting out as a thing that you love and doing it for fun as well
0: so yeah thank um, you Jamelo
1: yeah so um we've reached almost the end of the show but towards the end of the show we have um this round of rapid fire questions where i have 10 questions and within these 10 questions i'd like you to give me five numbers so i ask you the corresponding questions to them they are not controversial it's questions that will just make you think and they are in line with what we've spoken we've spoken about so far okay so
0: it's let's give you number number 2
1: 2 6 6 9
0: 9 and let's go back to 1
1: <laughs> uh, we need one more
0: oh okay uh, 5
1: and 5 cool so Uh, How the questions work, you can answer them as short, as quick as possible, or you can uh, put context if you want, but you don't really have to explain. It's for the listener to think and understand, oh, what could that mean? So yeah, uh, question number one. Uh, Question number one says, what do you tell yourself on days when you are least motivated?
0: When I'm least motivated, I always have a slogan that I always tell myself. And I'm like, "Noam she, you are destined for greatness, go go, just go." So basically that's what I do.
1: Nice. And as I said, context is not needed because it's very some of the answers are very clear to these questions. So yeah, um, yeah. moving to question number two. What advice did you get that was the most rewarding, which you still use till this day?:
0: um, Never allow people to make decisions for you you have the ultimate end decision to make for your life
1: that is nice and sweet and moving to question number 5 it says what is that one thing that distracts you from productivity you wish you didn't have or do
0: Uh, okay I It's my phone. (laughs) (laughs) My phone does that a lot, honestly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That is very hard knowing that you also run an online business because you want, like you know, it's like I have to
0: be on the phone.
1: (laughs) But it can go really bad as well. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Next question is question number six, and it says, um if you could have a conversation with anyone who inspired or inspires you, who would it be? And what would you talk about?
0: Hmm. Who would it be? Uh, okay. So there's this girl, which is like an influencer in South Africa at the moment. Her name is I literally uh-huh. yeah. love her. So I would really, really love to talk to her and just sit down with her. Actually, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah and what would you like Oscar or generally the conversation what would Well be
0: gen- generally she's got literally a um something going on usually that's on health and wellness. Mm. So it it's literally a very important topic that we we, we never really, you know, put much focus on. Because at the end of the day we can we can do everything, the work, the school, everything, but our health and our wellness spiritually, mentally, it has to be also on on a, on a league of its own. So basically that's that's the narrative that I would conversate with her to tell me more about that because I can see she's very outspoken when it comes to that topic
1: yeah, and I I mean, a holistic approach to life itself is 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 the right way to do it because you can't do less of something and too much of something else. So yeah, yes. um, she is also a name that has popped up a little bit on season one as well. So I I think as also you know um, a guy myself, I'm aware of who she is and what she does. Cause at the end of the day, we are people, and we like to. Yep. Sometimes we like to separate ourselves on social media that those belong there, those belong there. But at the end, if we take a little bit here and there, we could learn a little bit about each other. And the very last question says, uh, what is something you are good at that others might not know about?
0: Hmm. Okay, I'm a, very, I'm a very creative person, just naturally as a person so anything creative like i'm i'm very creative cuz even now i've got a lot of marketing strategies that i've um come up with mm. that um i want to implement in the business and no one told me or gave me advice it's just my creative you know juices and thinking flowing so i'm i'm a i'm just a creative person in nature yeah.
1: yeah i mean i i can't wait to see uh, those ideas come to life and as I've said before can't wait to see this um, this business become more successful than it's slowly becoming already and uh, with that we've reached the end of the show and um, just lastly I'd like you to tell the people where they can find you or find your business online
0: okay I'm not, I'm gonna tell them where to find my business because that is basically me yeah. The business, the business is me. If you find the business, you're finding me. Um my business is BND underscore cosmetics. And you can find it on on, on Instagram. So that's where you can find the business.
1: Cool. Uh, man, I had fun uh, catching up with you and also learning one or two things that I actually didn't know as much as I know you. So it's it's really good having these interviews with people. And and also, I hope someone listening to this will find um, that the essence of this show is for people to find relatable people who took bold steps to either change careers or add a new thing to their lives or start a business and and make something out of themselves without quitting. Because as I've said before, um, we sometimes uh, listen to people who are far ahead of us as our influence to a point that we can relate but if they find out that there's a uh no who at 25 decided this can't be it even though they were about to reach the pinnacle of what their career entails um so I'm, I'm really happy to have had you on this show and uh yeah wishing you all the best
0: thank you so much to melo it really really was awesome i've never done it before so thank you for being my first host
1: you're welcome Thank you for tuning in and as usual, please follow and subscribe to the podcast on the platform you're streaming it on. Your reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts help stretch the reach of the show, so I'd appreciate it if you help us grow. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend or family and to keep up to date with what's coming next, follow us on Instagram at WeMoveXP or use the hashtag WeMoveXP. Till next time.